Hey y'all, it's gonna be your bike shop boyfriend here, Dustin, with uh, with a bit of a, we're gonna call this a, an interlude voice, I guess. Uh, got a few topics on my mind. I just finished watching uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. I am not gonna spoil it for any of you listeners out there who are planning to go see it. Even if you are not planning to go see it, I am not spoiling that experience for you. Uh, just to say that I did see it, so if I do sound overstimulated, that is why, but on with the show. Alright, welcome to episode 4 of Bike Shop Boyfriend with your boy Dustin here. Uh, just as mentioned in the interlude, I just finished watching Star Wars The Last Jedi and I'm not going to be spoiling anything. I will be highly stimulated because I just watched the movie and not going to lie. I'm a bit of a nerd about that stuff. So, uh, with no further ado, let's get to the topics at hand. Um, just want to quickly say locally, uh, the city of Winnipeg passed a bylaw that allows for car sharing uh, slash hailing, uh, similar to services like, uh, and that limited to Uber, Lyft, um, those are actually the only two I'm familiar with, but there's probably going to be a proliferation of a few here to compete with uh, taxi cabs and other active uh, alternative car transport. Although I just realized the irony of it uh, using cars to do that. Anyways, um, one of the things that they also squeaked into uh, this new passing of a bylaw, which I thought was like a good idea, is that they are now uh, allowing these taxis, uh, specifically it's taxi services, to use diamond lanes. Uh, diamond lanes here, for those that aren't uh, initiated or knowledgeable on this, uh, it is pretty much a designated uh, lane for bicycles as well as buses to be using those lanes um, during peak hours and actually non-peak hours uh, to move traffic and to move with traffic so that way cyclists have uh, a sense of entitlement on the road. Long story short, uh, I've got many opinions about this, but uh, I did want to sort of make a position known, uh, even though if it does sound political, it's actually more of, I see it as uh, the city sort of selling fear um, in the short term. Uh, it's going to make a lot of cyclists fearful uh, about using their bicycles to commute, uh, to get out, to be active. Um, and I feel it's actually shortchanging uh, the opportunity uh, the optimism I should be saying, uh, and investing in that, um, having more diamond lanes is actually going to make it and more bike friendly lanes is actually going to make it, uh, more desirable for cycling traffic to have their say on the road. Uh, just so that most of you know, um, I actually do drive to the bike shop for the most part using my vehicle, uh, mainly a car in this case. Um, and sometimes, yes, I do use my bike. However, I will say that my bike is a performance machine, race machine, um, at the moment. So I don't really use it for commuting for that purpose. Uh, I do use it as a training method and all this and that. So I did, uh, pretty much upload my thoughts all onto Twitter as well as, uh, Facebook just to reiterate other people's points. Actually, they articulated it way better than myself. And I did post it up there. If you're interested, uh, check out my Twitter account. I do have a thread linking up to it. Uh, it's a few 
tweets long. I will apologize for that. But you can reach me at Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T. That is, again, Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T. Have a read. Let me know your thoughts. If you have alternatives, actually, uh, I'm always open to uh, a good dialogue. Um, Being Canadian, we like to talk about things rather than uh, throw fights and wars kind of thing. Uh, That's not a jab at anyone, or it's just sort of like a weird... DNA thing amongst uh, Canadians. We like to talk things out diplomatically a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a bit of a one step forward, three steps back type situation. And the good news is it's only a year trial, but I do sort of want to recommend those riding in the Winnipeg metropolitan area to definitely invest in tail lights as well as forward facing lights, i.e. white light. Um, it's just going to help you be more visible. It's not going to prevent a crash accident situation. Um, actually, you know what? I rescind that accident comment. Uh, it's totally a crash situation. Um, it's not going to protect you from that, but it will definitely make you visible to hopefully diminish those odds. So those are my very fast thoughts on this particular topic. Um, We'll see how it goes, and you're probably going to hear about it because I'm going to hear probably through secondhand and other hands uh, riders who are feeling accosted and aggressive towards. Um, Just imagine riding along, and then all of a sudden you have a cab cut you off and halt short, actually, to drop someone off or pick up a fare. So that's pretty much the basis on this. Welcome to episode 4.2. This is just a continuation of a few thoughts and uh, questions actually that I got uh, sent to me. Uh, This next one is going to be, I asked the question on Strava from friends that follow and other athletes that follow me, um, what are they planning on doing for their winter cross training? Um, A lot of them jokingly said, uh, enjoy eating. Uh, I really hope that they're not restricting uh, you know, the pleasures of food to any degree, really, I want them to enjoy eating because it fuels the beast, it fuels the passions and all that good stuff. And also being in December right now, it's uh, it's a bit of an indulgence time of year. So you know what, let loose a little bit, Have enjoy those drinky poos and uh, those tasty treats. No harm, no foul. Um, just, you know, got to put in the work, you know, once, once it's time to put in some work. Um, but a lot of them actually had uh, some really interesting insights. A lot of them are going to be doing some other sports. Uh, some are going to be doing gym work. Others were going to be hitting up uh, indoor trainer season like Zwift, Trainer Road. Big shout out to those two uh, indoor products that actually motivate you to ride your bike um, and sort of help break the mental strain of just riding nowhere. Um, I'm guilty of it myself. I'm on Trainer Road mentioned that in a previous podcast um mostly for those benefits i enjoy that product so again full disclaimer and disclosure um but a lot of them had some funny insights and i think the big takeaway is they're not taking cycling seriously and that's actually a really positive sign and outlook i would have to say for most people to sort of take up with cycling the purpose of uh being in a bike shop is to get people excited about riding and excitement and having a sense of humor i think those are great pairings actually that go for propelling your interest and uh experience and adventures in cycling uh good or ill but um yeah i have to really admit like it's kind of great to get that dialogue going but what are your 
plans for your off season. Uh, are you even having an off season? Uh, because this is the internet, this is global, right? So if you are in Australia or the Southern Hemisphere right now, you're enjoying uh, the big heights of summer. Um, let me know what sh- what's all going on over there. So, and if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, what are you doing to keep yourself occupied? Um, my friends in Belgium actually are currently enjoying uh, Zwift mixed up with uh, on days that it's horrible weather. Days where it's nice weather, they bundle up and they take their cross bikes out. Um, and then on weekends, they don't do any kind of long riding. They actually hit up the cross races themselves. So that's actually really interesting. I kind of dig that experience. Um, myself, I actually do trainer road as mentioned, but on the weekends, I do indulge in uh, watching uh, cyclocross racing because you know what? For an hour, it's a nice little escapism. Um, and if I get up extra early, I get to enjoy the ladies' races, which I will say are very entertaining this season. Um, but yeah, I'm actually enjoying the narrative of uh, Matthew Vanderpool's uh, dominance season right now. But uh, oh, that's another thing about uh, bike shops is that they are great depository of knowledge when it comes to bike racing. Um, different disciplines within the sport. There's a lot of uh, staff often interested in cyclocross, enduro, uh, single track, the Olympics, the velodrome racing, um, road racing, of course, July Tour de France. It actually affects all bike shops. So um, yeah, we're often pretty knowledgeable of what's going on and how to find it and how to listen to it and how to enjoy it. So if you got any recommendations for your off season and, uh, trying to stay fit and fun, um, let me know. Of course, you can reach me on Twitter at Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T. All right, welcome to the last of, I guess, of three uh, parts to this episode four edition of Bike Shop Boyfriend. Um, So this is going to be episode 4.3. This week, uh, news broke that Chris Room, Tour de France winner, uh, as well as Vuelta d'Espagne uh, champion, came back with an analytical positive analytical or sorry adverse analytical finding. I guess is the term for it. Um, for Sam, I can't even pronounce it. Pretty much inhaler medication. Um, I'm actually not gonna comment on that particular thing uh, because you can read about it on Twitter. You can read about a great analysis by the blogger at uh, Inner Ring, um, as well as the cycling podcast covers it beautifully, and the guys at Cycling Tips. Um, however, a little bit skewed. I will say that there's a bit of a bias on their part. Um, However, they're just reporting the news. So I will give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Anyways, including Chris Froome, in fact. Um, My bigger point here is that people are going to say doping this, doping that. Uh, The sport alone, if you're following road racing, even mountain bike racing has it too. Uh, Velodrome, pretty much anything on two wheels. Uh, It's always had a bit of a history and admitted history with uh, doping physiologically uh, with cheating. And uh, my personal take is that uh, it shouldn't actually take you away from enjoying cycling. It might for sure take away your enjoyment from seeing it at its professional ranks of things, but it should not ever dissuade you from riding your bike. Um, If you... 
I would say if it does, go for a bike ride and quickly get that out of your head and realize how fun riding a bike is. That is truly the purpose of bike racing. The fact that there is a professional world that does it and that they're doing it for money as well as prestige and wins, that's its own beast unto itself that a small proportion of uh, and the population even is going to be able to even get to. Heck, you might only be able to ever see a race, let alone compete in one. So I would say don't let these the news of people testing positive accusations, conspiracies, and scandals ruin the love and passion of cycling for you. The sport is very beautiful. Um, what you bring to it, uh, each rider has that moment of discovery of what makes it so pure and beautiful. Um, And I would not ever want that to sort of cloud it. However, you have to understand that, yes, there is a dark side, there is a scandalous side, there is a clouded side, but there's a heck of a lot more good than there is bad. So you just need to take that into account. So my takeaway from this whole Chris Froome thing, one, let it shake out. It's going to take a while. Don't make, don't rush to judgments because you never know. Um... Whether you're right or wrong, it's kind of like the wrong tactic to take as a fan. Um, But from a bike shop perspective, uh, employee, and as just a commentator about the whole thing, it does take away people from the sport itself uh, in terms of the higher parts of it. The activity is yours. So make it your own. Enjoy your bike. Go for a bike ride. You'll totally fall back in love. So... Don't get caught up in the scandals. Go ride your bike. And I think that's going to cover it, actually, for this uh, episode triage of... uh, Or trio, I should be saying. Why triage? Why did I say that? Anyways, um, this episode trio of episode four. And hopefully you enjoyed it. Let me know. If you have any feedback, shoot me a DM. Shoot me uh, a comment on Facebook. I'm all ears. I'm all eyes. I read everything. I'm actually enjoying your questions uh, that you guys are sending me personally. Um, I'm taking it to heart and I'm going to continue on with this, obviously. And I'm going to read more questions in the episodes to come. Until then, enjoy.